everybody. Thanks for listening to the PRI Talk podcast. If you would like more tips, updates, and recruiting assistance, go to PRIVolleyball.com. Check out my blog or go to Parallel Recruiting Initiative on Facebook and Instagram. If you need recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you out. Please reach out over social media or at my website, PRIVolleyball.com. And thanks for listening. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, My name is Jason, and this is PRI Talk. Thanks for joining me this morning. Um, It's uh, June 15th. It's already been a a busy day, a good day, a positive day. I've got uh, my phone's been going off since a little after midnight um, from coaches and uh, some parents sent me some texts early this morning um, and had some, some positive things happen already today. So so June 15th, first contact day for the 2022 class, uh, and it's been a, been a good one so far. So I'm um, looking forward to the rest of the day and, and hearing about how all the conversations go and um, looking forward to the next uh, couple weeks and seeing kind of what happens and how things progress. So um, but I did want to get on today and talk to you about a couple of things. Um, first, I want to talk about this idea of value, uh, and then I also wanted to talk about um, uh, what's going to happen this fall as far as, as visits go. Um, I think some of my conversations this, this last week have, have really dove into that a little bit more. And, um, and I think we are potentially at a risk for not being able to have visits this fall, um, at least for division one. And I'll get into that, uh, as we get going, but, um, so let's talk about value. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of parents say, and I think rightly so, you know, I want my daughter to be valued. I want my daughter to feel valued. I want her to be at a program that values her. Um, and I think this is great. Um, I, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I want my kids to be valued and feel valued by the people that they're surrounded by, the community and the family and, and everyone around them. Um, I want them to feel valued. So this this makes sense. Um, I, and I think it's a good, positive thing. Uh, we, you know, we definitely want our children um to, we value our children. We definitely want others to value them, right? Um, I, I think the the only thing, uh, not the only thing, but I think a lot of time we begin when we start connecting to this to the recruiting process, which again I think is fine. We tend to um, apply the term value into some some maybe things that we shouldn't connect with, right? Um, so so I think it's important to talk about maybe what value is and what what it is not okay um so your value as a person is not attributed or connected to anything else job money cars it's not tied to any of those things um i know i know as a lot of us tend to define who we are by our work or our job i know coaches definitely do this um but but your value as an individual as a person is is not connected to really anything outside of you, right? Um, so I think a lot of times when we get into this conversation of value, we start applying things to the value. Well, I'll only feel valued if I get A. I'll only feel valued if I get B, okay? And, and so those, and those kind of things are definitely not, not positive because our, our value can't be caught up or our feeling of value can't be caught up in other things, okay? Um, so I, I hear this 
um, a lot. Like your value as a person or as an athlete is not caught up in whether you play Division One or Division Two. Okay, um, they're they're you know a, a lot of athletes feel like they will be valued less if they play Division Two as opposed to Division One, um, and, and I don't think that's true. And I know it's, it's a hard argument to make um, with athletes sometimes, but that's I feel like that's definitely a thing. Um, like the, the classification of division one or division two does not devalue you or, or, you know, make you more valuable as an individual. Okay. Um, value is not just seen in scholarships. Okay? I, I've had several conversations with my time as a college coach that, that they needed that scholarship, um, to feel valued in the process. And when they got it, they felt like they, they, they had attained something, um, but it, but it didn't, you know, it doesn't change their value as an individual, right? So, so, you know, a school offers an athlete three years versus four years. Well, the four-year school obviously values that athlete more than the school that offered year three years. And, and that might not necessarily be true, right? Just because you can put a monetary value on something, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you, that you value it more, right? Um, there, there's a lot more that, that goes into it. Okay. The, the other thing is, is, um, one that I hear a lot is playing time. Okay. So, um, you know, if, if my, if I'm not getting more playing time, if I'm not getting enough playing time that I think I should or deserve or whatever, then my coach thinks less of me, doesn't like me, values me less. Right. Um, and again, it's just, it's a connection that we, that we shouldn't be making to our value. Okay. Our, our value as individuals, as a person should be outside of that. Um, so while I like, I like the idea of, um, you know, a, a, a parent and an athlete wanting to feel valued in the recruiting process. Um, I, I, I'm very hesitant in connecting that value to, um, you know, scholarship amount or playing time or things like that. Okay. You can be, um, valuable as a walk on, not on scholarship without playing time. Okay. You can be a valuable asset to a program without those things. Okay. So, um, I, I wrote a blog a couple weeks ago, maybe it was three or four weeks ago at this point, uh, maybe even five or six, can't remember. Um, but, and it, I was talking about the, the story of stone soup. Okay. And if you haven't heard the story of stone, stone soup, I'll try to summarize the story that my kids read here really quickly. And it's, it's about two pigs and they come into this town and, and, and they're, they're walking into town and the town members see them coming from far off and they go, Oh, these people, they're going to want, you know, want us to feed them and house them. And we don't want to do that. And so we're going to hide all of our food and close all, all of our doors and make them not feel welcome. Right. Um, so when they, when they, when the two pigs get into town, obviously there's no place for them to stay, no place for them to eat. And so they start, um, making stone soup, right. And, and stone soup is they just fill a pot full of water and start, um, heating up, heating up some stones, uh, some, some rocks in the water and they're calling it stone soup. And, and what they do is, is they go, Oh, this, this soup would taste better, right? Stone soup tastes good, right? Just water and rocks taste good by itself, but it would taste better if we had a, B and C. And, and what they start doing is they, 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 they encourage the members of the town to go, well, I have spices and I have meat and I have, you know, this to add to the stoop to the soup. And so without even really, um, knowing it, they're, they're getting the members of the town to add value to what they kind of, what they have. Right. So, 
Um, and, it, and it's it's kind of a, a, a stretch of an analogy. I totally get it. But it, just, it, it made me think of the recruiting process when my wife was reading it to my kids um, one night. And it made me think of the recruiting process. And it made me think of coaches who, um, throughout the recruiting process, understand the idea of value and understanding that this athlete brings something specific to their program or could bring something specific to their program. And it might be something that they don't even know that they have yet. Um, but, but because they're a good coach and a good recruiter, they're able to pull that out of that athlete and add it to the soup, so to speak. And so, um, finding value in who you are as a person, right. And, and as as a parent wanting my, my daughter to, to be somewhere where they're valued or, or have value, I think being in a situation, playing for a program, playing for a coach, that's going to pull that value out of them um, so that they can, like their personal value, right? Pull, pulling what they can bring, what they can bring to the team outside of the scholarship, outside of the scoring points, like what value can they bring to the team and, and, and pull it all together, right? You've got 12 to 16 different individuals that you're trying to pull value out of um, and, and you're, and everyone's values, I mean, it's not all going to be the same, right? Not everybody can play equal playing time. Not everyone can be on equal scholarship, right? Um, you're going to have some walk-ons even at the division one level that are going to add value. So, so pulling that value out of them, um, I, I think it is really important. And so that was just kind of my connection there. Um, so be looking for a coach and p- just people in general, um, that, that find value in who you are, not what you can or can't do on the volleyball court, right? Um, so find, find value, find someone, a coach, a program that's going to find value in who you are as a person and, and not just the volleyball stuff. Okay. Volleyball is great and I love it. Um, but I never wanted any of my players, um, to pull their value from the volleyball court or in a scholarship or in playing time. Okay. Their value as an individual is way more important, um, than your hitting or dig percentage. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, looking at stats all the time and, 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 correlating your value to again your playing time your your statistics each night good or bad um um, pulling your value from those things is definitely not um something that you want to be doing so so as you guys are going through this recruiting process um you know i I would i would make sure that and, and today especially like step back and and maybe ask some of those questions about you know uh where where else you you as a, as a coach or, or the program that you're looking at, how else are they going to pull value? How are you going to feel valued in that program outside of, um, you know, some of these things? Cause you, you, we've got to be able to connect our value as an individual to things outside of, um, to, to, to things that we can actually control, right? You, you sometimes can't control your playing time, right? Maybe you get hurt or, you know, someone is just playing really well. And so they play in front of you. You can't always control those things. Obviously you control your effort and, and things like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that operate outside of our control that we, um, shouldn't be pulling, uh, our value from. So, um, that was just something that had been, been on my mind and wanted to, um, talk to you guys a little bit about. So, um, let's talk some recruiting next. <music> Okay, so so I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the the, the show um, show podcast um, beginning of the show uh, with with this idea that we you know visits for the fall might be at risk, and I've had this conversation last week with several coaches 
Um, and, and I think it's important to kind of at least throw out there so that everyone at least is on the same page and maybe not surprised at what's actually happening at the college level because it definitely looks different than, than, than high school um, volleyball right now. So, so let's start with the camp pledge, okay? Um, I've been saying this for weeks um, since really the pandemic hit, um, you know, and then we started pushing the, the dead period till later. And, you know, we got into a situation where we were potentially not going to have camps for the summer. Right. And um, and so so I've been saying that the no camp pledge is going to go away um, in, in the fall and, and that coaches aren't going to sign it. And I got some feedback from some coaches um, in the Power Five last week that that uh, agreed with me to that to that extent. Um, again, I just I don't foresee these coaches, um, especially if they're recruiting some 2022 still. And to 2023s, I don't foresee these coaches wanting to wait until February before they get a chance to watch these athletes. So um, I think the no camp pledge is going to go away. Okay, so um, that that is kind of the, the start of the discussion of this. Right. Um, several conversations this week with college coaches um, talking about visits for the fall. What are you guys going to do? Um, the cr- coronavirus pandemic, you know, what are you doing? Um, and, and so what, what college coaches are doing now in volleyball for this fall um, is fairly intense, especially those schools that have the resources at the Division One level. Um, the, the, there, there's going to be a consistent amount of testing on a consistent basis, it sounds like, at a lot of programs. Okay, um, And this, of course, costs a lot of money and, and uses resources and stuff like that. But in, in keeping their athletes um, safe and healthy, uh, keeping other athletes safe and healthy, you know, this is a really, really important. Um, and, and I've said this for, for uh, several weeks, you, you know, no school, no program, no coach wants to be the first one to have an athlete come down with the, the coronavirus, um, you know, get really sick um, and, and all that kind of stuff. That's a, you know, a, a bad story that, that no one wants to be a part of. Okay. So um, what's happening at the high school level though, you know, is 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 definitely different when i talk to some some high school coaches you know you've got 100 plus football athletes um out on the high school field they're not getting tested consistently for coronavirus um and and things like that and um just the 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 steps that are being taken at the high school level um, are drastically different than what they're taking at college and 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 realistically so just from a, a resource standpoint it's it's probably not going to happen to the level that it's going to happen at college. Okay. So high school is kind of moving on, at least here in Texas. Um, and, and they're only doing, you know, temperature checks and and things like that. Only things that they can do. Okay. Um, and so it it might be a good question this week, uh, when you get on the phone with college coaches, Hey, what are you guys doing for the fall to prep for coronavirus COVID-19? What things are you guys implementing, you know, to help your athletes stay, stay healthy? I think it's a good, it's a good question. Um, um, so what, so what does this look like for recruits taking visits in the fall? Okay. So we've, so we've said, you know, the no camp pledge is going to go away. So the power five schools, um, and and the other division one schools are going to have camps and clinics, um, again, potentially. Um, but what does this look like for visits and even those camps? Right. So, so there's two issues I think that we need to discuss. Um, it's recruits getting sick while they're on a visit or at a camp. And then the teams themselves, those college teams, those programs, those athletes getting sick. Okay, um, coaches don't want to be in either position. I did have one college coach tell me already. He said, "If we're allowed to have 
some clinics, we're going to have them and our team is just going to be um, in the back and they'll wave, you know, to, to the camp campers when they come in and then they'll leave right away and they're not going to stick around. They're not going to be involved. They're not going to, um, you know, uh, handballs, toss balls, hit balls. They're not going to be involved with the camp or the clinic at all. Um, and so that, that's kind of something they already know that they're, they're going to do. Okay. Um, but, but coaches don't want to be in either position, either, um, a, a recruit comes to campus on a visit and gets sick from a player or from, you know, someone else administration while she's there and goes back and gets sick. Um, but no one wants that to happen. And, and coaches also don't want, you know, the opposite to happen where a recruit comes on campus, who maybe is already sick and gets their team infected. Okay. So the, if, if, you know, one of the members of the team, then that athlete has to sit out for, I think it's at least a week, um, you know, get retested. And then they're, if they have team members that they live with, like they have to be quarantined as well and set, sit out for so many, so many days. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the coach is looking at, I bring in a kid and if they're sick and get my team sick, I'm going to lose starters, right? Which I, I need my kids healthy. I need my athletes healthy and I might lose matches, which that doesn't help. Right. Um, and then you have recruits getting sick and going back home, um, on the other side and, and infecting more people there. So, um, so, so I think that there's a, a really, really good possibility of, of either visits looking way different than they have been as far as the engagement level um, that the athlete has with the team, um, which, which to me is a negative. Um, you know, the, the, the program itself is built around your athletes. Um, and so, you know, for the, for the athlete coming in to not get a chance to experience that, um, with those athletes, I think would, would, you know, diminish the visit experience. Doesn't make it a bad visit, but, um, but I think we're either looking at, you know, re looking at what those visits look like, um, or maybe not having them at all. And same thing with the, with the camps and clinics. I think even though coaches are going to want to have those, they're going to have to decide, um, you know, we got to have the, the, the ball sanitizing kind of stuff after the clinic and, and making sure that, that the coaches themselves are staying, uh, you know, keeping distance and stuff like that, just cause you know, the, the, the no coach wants again, either, either situation to happen to their team. So, um, I, I don't, I haven't heard anything, um, you know, hundred percent solid as what's going to happen as far as visits go. I think, um, you know, the, most of the division one schools that I've talked to last week about this, they're still trying to figure out when their start date is. They don't even know when their start date is. They're no, they're, they know their athletes will be on campus, but they don't know um, when their start date is yet. And so they are um, trying to figure that out and just taking one step at a time. So, um, so yeah, hope, hopefully uh, athletes are able to do some visits, but again, um, kind of a precautionary idea and concept um, is what they're looking at now. Um, which, which again, uh, you know, throwing this back into some more recruiting stuff, just because everything's tied together, like could really push, um, you know, the, these recruiting timelines back even further if athletes aren't able to take visits, um, this fall. So, so there is that. Um, thank you guys for listening, uh, today. Please check out my website, privolleyball.com. Um, today is June 15th. Again, if you um, need some more help, need some more assistance with the recruiting process, please, re please reach out to me on my website, Instagram, or Facebook, Parallel Recruiting Initiative. Uh, again, my website, privolleyball.com. You can get in touch with me there uh, if you have any recruiting questions. 
Um, and I look forward to talking to you next week. And we've got some, some fun, interesting topics to talk about next week as well. So un, uh, until next time, see you guys soon. Thanks. If you found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or maybe you're just a big fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast and help keep the podcast alive. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely make that happen. Thank you.